Hello everyone and welcome to the 42nd entry of Death Stranding Weekly. And without further ado... That is right. It is the show's one year anniversary. One entire year. <laughs> I figured I'd start something off uh, like that with, you know, to commemorate and also to show off this uh, new setup that I have where I'm able to play clips, including uh, voicemails down the line. Um, whoever decides to send any through, which I cannot wait. I'm talking to you, Stranded Corey, if you want to send any of those through. Looking forward to playing that direct from feed instead of awkwardly cutting to it in editing and such. But anyway, um, if this is your first Death Stranding Weekly I am Albert, your regular host. Welcome, welcome, and I hope you've all been having a wonderful day, and if not, I hope things uh, get better very soon for you and yours, and that watching or listening to this uh, helps improve your day somewhat. Lovely, let's crack on. So first and foremost, and as always, thank you for the privilege of your time in tuning in. I truly do not take it for granted. And if you enjoy what you see and hear on this entry, or anything else Interactive Artistry does and wants to ensure that it continues, please feel free to like, share, subscribe, tick the notification bell here on YouTube, and if you wanted to directly support this endeavor and help IA grow into the best version of itself that it can be, consider heading over to Patreon, where you'll find several tiers with different uh, with various different benefits, including show appearances, the ability to choose video topics, and a lot more. With all of that said, let us crack on. So, as I'm as you may have seen on the Death Stranding. Uh, weekly as in the interactive artistry uh, Twitter, which is at interartistry. I uh, made a post saying that um, I was trying to do a few different new things with this particular entry, tried to get a few guests that fell through, um, tried to do just do, do a couple of different things. But what we're going to do to celebrate this big milestone for the show is uh, literally uh, not to be boring about it, but is just to have a very, a really good show ahead of us. And um, the tireless community over at uh, Death Stranding, uh, you know, the, the Death Stranding Reddit, where um, for all intents, this show sprang from in particular. Um, yeah, so you want to be heading over to there if you want to join me as I go through filtering from new as I like to do um, with uh, reading out and shouting a few folks out. And uh, yeah, you know, just generally having a nice deep dive into Death Stranding this uh, for the past um, week and a bit. I know it, it's obviously weekly, but there was, as I mentioned, some delays. So let us crack on. From my good friend, user John Nick Reddit, uh, a quarry near Selfos in Iceland, where redstone is mined, may have inspired a Mars-like terrain seen in the E3 trailer. Now, this is very, very interesting. So as you remember from the E3 trailer, um, there was, uh, yeah, like a, a couple of different environments shown off. And um, one of them was uh, this sort of very, like the, the palette was extremely different. In fact, um, the uh, highest... Um, um, it, it was very striking as well compared to you know the the different um, the different environments that we'd seen up until that point. Um, uh, yeah, and 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 I remember actually using that for a um, for a thumbnail. Uh, so that like when when that new the newest of like the fourth trailer came out for uh, for um, the event. Yeah, for Sony's event there was it the E3 showcase. I think it was. Yes, um, they did the sort of treehouse kind of thing or the the church come to church kind of thing. Interesting, yeah. So, um, but no, I found it extremely so so evocative, and it made me think definitely about um, all the different environments we'll be seeing. And uh, yeah, so 
the quarry and there, there you go iceland appearing once again so i actually have an entry planned uh, in, you know um, in the sort of uh, pipeline of just di doing a deep dive into sort of iceland's uh, environments um you know, maybe diving into its history and, and definitely looking at its ecology uh, and just, you know, being as thorough as thorough can be as we enjoy being here at Interactive Artistry, especially with Death Stranding. Uh, you know, this particular title really does reward like meticulous investigations and dissections and, um, you know, analysis. So that's going to be pretty damn cool. So I'm looking forward to that too easy so but i will jump into you know obviously uh, the the images that john nick has provided here john nick was actually on uh death stranding weekly a cup a fair few months ago actually i'd say maybe about four or five months ago and um would love to have you back on the show my friend he's one of the mods over at uh death stranding uh yeah the reddit.com forward slash r forward slash death stranding so needless to say i'm looking at this uh this this you know like this is something that the earth can do uh, over in iceland it like turned this incredible color so um you know there's a good chance i think narratively just to add my own little spin on it there's a good chance that uh some you know we, we, we we've obviously been introduced to the notion that there will be like massive explosions and, and some big changes sort of you know to the terraformation you know of, uh, of the uh environment so it would not surprise me at all if um some particular uh you know some some yeah, maybe localized um damage is done to a particular area of iceland where it upturns the rock causes it to turn this color and where you know it's they're just showing what's like in this picture what john and nick has provided is just showing what the soil is capable of becoming and um yeah but just from my memory remembering that fourth trailer the environment looks a lot um broader than just a quarry so yeah that there's some potential narrative implications there so there you go so thank you for that upvoted to you mr john nick reddit then we have a user city haven okay uh who is provided says we're definitely missing something with these lights on uh kojima's instagram so as i'm sure you are all familiar with you know uh, kojima likes to sort of tease his uh <laughs> tease a few things um on, on his instagram i'm i'm gonna be diving in later maybe even a dedicated show uh, about um what we may see with uh, paris games week although we may not actually have enough time um because uh yeah um yeah, things things are moving quite quickly uh, towards that and i don't think i've you know we'll, we'll obviously dive in here but from my end and sort of my sphere as as far as i've been sort of keeping my finger on the pulse of the medium and the different events i haven't heard anything um uh, about uh, you know a death stranding appearing um at uh, paris game week paris games week but i do think that um if anything were to happen along those lines with sort of the the parisian slash french uh, gaming community just my own sort of personal headcanon it would be <laughs> Uh, or just like mind meanderings i would love for our leia Sidu to be involved in some kind of cool like uh you know promotional something or other or appearance of some kind somewhere um i wonder here's here's a thought just just to sort of uh titillate the anticipatory you know um speculation predictions all that sort of thing uh yeah scrying into the future what if we did see at some point uh, you know um very much as we saw uh what's his name um ben mendelson dressed as krennic perfectly with with the sort of uh you know the the stealth troopers or whatever they were those ones um that joined him at comic-con fully dressed i wonder if we may actually see um you know norman reedus as sam and uh, leia sidhu as uh you know leia sidhu uh, we don't know her character yet 
you know, appearing just in their gear, you know, as we've seen, I mean, like Kojima has teased, um, he has teased, uh, you know, this, this, these wardrobes, you know, being real, like something that was created and then potentially scanned very similar to what was done with Final Fantasy 15, you know, the, the garb that the, uh, protagonists wear, the, the sort of troop, the Royal, the Royal Guard, the, you know, the, the, the the quadrio instead of the trio the quadrio of, of protagonists in uh, Final Fantasy fifteen that was all designed that was all real and scanned so it would it would be really interesting to to see if they could do something like that that didn't come across as like hokey or hammy or anything so that would be pretty nifty so I figured I'd mention that so Acrids by Johan Johan Bulo um, so that's very interesting very interesting let's look at some comments for that one there just for a bit more context. So the they are Gashapan Ultraman chest lights. Cheers for the info. This is what City Haven says. Still doesn't explain why he has been randomly putting them in so many of his recent pictures, though. Dragon's Mana, our number one uh, patron um, and our stalwart uh, enduring producer, <laughs> prime producer, Dragon's Mana Phil says, I think he is collecting them. He posted a photo either on Instagram or Twitter. Sorry, I forgot which specifically with a few capsules. The man does love his kaiju. So very, very interesting. So let us crack on just to get as as many folks appearing on this anniversary show as possible. So user OG2ton, let's put you at nine minutes, my friend. So they say, is it just me or did he intentionally blur the photo so we can't read the inscriptions? So that is interesting. Let's dive into um, OG2ton, just keeping my time stamps all in order. Let's jump in. What are you on about, my friend? Okay, Hideo Kojima's tweet, right. So we're looking at... <laughs> okay, so yeah, the back of Ludens is showing. You know, the Kojima Productions getting into the, uh, you know, the Halloween spirit. There's a photo of a pumpkin. And then next to that, there is Ludens. Um, and Ludens is looking at like a pumpkin display in, I believe, the, the uh, reception area or the um, front foyer. Not the hallway, the sort of famous hallway, but the, the downstairs, probably ground floor foyer of the Kojima Productions um, building. And uh, yeah, so there's this uh, Halloween motif, but uh, yeah, so intentionally blurring the photos. You could go there right, says Ludens underscore Kane. And then Dan Patchy says, even if he did, there's other hi- there's, uh, uh, other high-res images of Ludens around, and you can even buy one with accurate instructions. So um, most of which say use appropriate tool to unlock. So all these inscriptions, a bit of a, uh, yeah, like, you know, it's always interesting to see if we, to do what OG Tutan is doing, which is to keep your lens very finely focused for any potential changes, because they could, you know, lead to all like yeah, they could lead to some some kinds of uh, speculation that might be worthwhile. For example, we know of a few of the sort of um, not insignia. What is the word? Uh, just you know, writing on on the Ludens armor that allude to um, allude Ludens <laughs> that allude to um, yeah what the suit might be for and whether it's related to anything narratively uh, in uh, the world of Death Stranding. Um, but it, it it's been said that they are separate, but some a lot of increasing uh, evidence um, or people you know more and more indulging the idea that they are the same, uh, one of the same universes. But nevertheless, pretty interesting, uh, you know pretty interesting thing to to potentially notice at some point if there's any changes to the wording uh you know because we do have these um you know these figures are like meticulously like they're they're photographed from pretty much every conceivable angle at all kinds of like zoom levels so if we did notice anything new um that we would it would be noticeable and there'd be a discussion around it but uh, nothing that i saw from that one there but i appreciate it uh og2tan thank you for that one 
All right. So we have a pretty high rated one. 206 upvotes is uh, user <laughs> earth underscore of underscore worms. And it's um, just a lovely meme saying, send your cutest delivery boy. And it's got a picture of um, of Sam and it's a Redis's best girl. So there you go. I'll chuck that to you, my friend, and put you at 12 earth. <laughs> Too easy. Let's crack on. Oh, lovely. Okay. So what are we looking at? Okay, so user the dusty D says, Kojima just posted this on Instagram, and I jump into the link, and it shows just, you know, the clip of Death Stranding. He's he's posted it a few times actually. It's just the trailer essentially. Um, yeah, posted that cut a bunch of times. Um, nothing really to be gleaned from that. However, yeah, he he may be ramping something up. There's always any kind of. Um, you know, as long as it's like not purposefully uh, incongruous, um, any sort of uh, noticing of uh, Kojima's patterns is, is worthy of note and worthy of taking at least a brief glance at because, you know, uh, sometimes he's been known to um, to presage what he's got planned. But there you go. Coolies radio. So we have um, Robin uh, Atkin Downs um, on Twitter saying, at David Hater, I have a serious mission for you, Snake. Please message me. Hashtag Kaz interesting interesting so that's more metal gear focused there but nevertheless uh it is still nice to uh still nice to to, to sort of come across that one there so let's put you lc because of my ocd i literally can't just like feature someone without linking them because i've i've literally mentioned them on the show so let's do that one there so and it's 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 an anniversary show so let's bring it all in bring in the hugs you know what i mean uh too easy Let's crack on. So the Inktobers are amazing. I love them. So Inktober 2018, day uh, 11, Rick and Morty, um, Death Stranding uh, crossover. So two of my favorite things. Love it. And this is from user Alex Only Knows. So amazing. Thank you so much for this. So it's a picture of Sam. It's the, uh, you know, the picture that uh, Kojima was using for his um, for his background um, for a while. And it was like the black, very beautiful picture, very evocative. It sort of has that uh, billboard sort of feel to it uh, in terms of composition. But uh, instead of uh, Sam's head, we have just Rick from Rick and Morty. And uh, I love it very much. So you are awesome, my friend. Thank you for sharing that one. Too easy. All right. And the, the incomparable Teoft, as always, incredible. He's got his Inktober going as well i love the the inktober occasion for all the visual artists out there to kind of challenge themselves to a sketch every every day of, of october uh, and this one is of uh, uh let's see if i can start remembering this tommy earl jones tommy earl jones's character uh aka the commanding officer um aka man with light hair and dark skin and silver mask in a suit slash um you know blue collar clothes because it is not quite like a, a full-on suit it's it's a mixture of blue collar and and uh you know white collar which is yeah ray I, my girlfriend i you know we talk fashion sometimes her and i and uh yeah she notices it was like that is a very interesting you know mixture of of uh, of cuts in terms of clothing so and it is unmistakably yoji shinkawa so that is awesome tayoft you are amazing Thank you, as always, for your incredible works and, and sharing them with the community. Again, uh, such a kindred artist to uh, Yoji Shinkawa, but 100% like definitely with their own style. And yeah, quite inimitable, actually. It's, it's just lovely. There's this superimposition thing they do with this um, with this sort of glare effect. It's very, very distinctive. And I just literally, just to give yourself a wonderful thing to do with your eyeballs, Google T-E-O-F-T. 
uh, Teoft and then just either Death Stranding or Metal Gear and you'll thank me. So there you go. Thank you so much, Teoft. Radio, so let's crack on uh, 16 minutes in. Let's go John DeBomb 44, right? So, um, and this is, is going to be our first kind of um, uh, sort of meaty-ish uh, sort of theory of the, of the entry. So let's go in. So Mads and the man with the golden mask powers. E3 trailer, sorry, E3 trailer had, give me your hand in life. Give me your hand in death. Give me your hand in flesh and give me your hand in spirit. From the latest trailer, it seems the man, through the Golden Mask artifact, is able to control the Goopy people and render them or their being, at least, into other forms like the giant lion. I think that that mask can control the death domain. It made me think about Mads in Terminator 2, or T2. I noticed that uh, all inanimate objects like... Oh, Trailer 2, sorry. <laughs> I see T2, sorry about that. It made me think about Mads in Trailer 2. I noticed that all inanimate objects like the tanks and planes all had some weird flesh thing wrapped around or inside them, or inside it. Given the above stated in Trailer 3 and that there are four domains of powers, what if Mads' power is the flesh? He is able to control skeletons directly, and I'm sketching the definition of flesh to include bones from a physical body since the bones are a natural occurrence unlike the goopy people and it seems the skeletons, tanks, planes all seem to be on the same side. Hmm. First of all, the idea of five glimpses so far and five trailers and five figures, I I love this. Like this, these things, that if you think about it, they're right there in your face, but... Uh, once you hear a really just like, uh, you know, some of the folks here on the Death Stranding Reddit, they just have their minds blasted all the way open. They're such meticulous, perceptive, discerning, um, erudite folks that, you know, they lay something out in front of you and you're like, how could I not have made that connection? So say, you know, uh, if I were to just, you know, go along with what uh, John DeBomb44 here is saying, so life, death, flesh, spirit... You know, life, uh, the first trailer, like life has been given to uh, life has been given to, to Death Stranding. It is born. And then, in fact, we see the imagery of the, the newborn child. So if I had to pick out of all the quotations used to allocate to that first trailer, that would be the give me your hand in life trailer. You know, give me your hand in death would be the second trailer because we see skeletons, you know, um, uh, and give me your hand in flesh, you know, with the third trailer. um we see, uh, for example, like, um, you know, those uh, crypto biotes, which are like very flesh colored, uh, sort of emerging and everything there. And then we see, you know, Norman naked again, which is just pure flesh as well. Um, and then we see this, these animals eating of the flesh of uh, human beings. You know, we see the, the Titan creature with the hands for the head uh, devouring the uh, CDT member. And then we also see the Gestalt uh, feeder being also feeding on the flesh of these, uh, you know, inanimate, or not inanimate, but lifeless uh, corpses. So flesh is very suitable for that. Um, and then the fourth trailer, Spirit, works perfectly for um, the very ghost-like imagery of um, Leia Sidhu's character. Sorry, not Leia Sidhu, uh, Lindsay Wagner's character at the end, how she's almost like a ghost, sort of um, her, sort of her, her opacity. Uh, she's almost like Seath translucent, you know? So in sequence, that fits. And I need to, first of all, before I go into any other part of your theory, John DeBomb44, 
that lines up perfectly so very perceptive of you there um to before i dive into my own i'll uh, as in my of the rest of your theory here i'll, I'll quote getchpool who says uh hmm, interesting made me think a bit of characters and stuff we will see in the game the living norman and other living human npcs the dead gooey black people and the entities flesh the handhead titan looked like it was made of flesh and tentacles on the tanks spirit the floating figures so there you go other sort of correlations to make which is as I've mentioned, always super worthwhile to do, to just dive in, see what connections can be made. And again, you know, as long as it is not purposefully, contrivedly, uh, you know, incongruous, that just serves no purpose and like randomness for randomness sake just serves nothing. Um, making connections between seemingly disparate subject matter is always immensely like worthwhile. Like you could never, you can, uh, yeah, like that's how, that's why I actually love like surreal humor, for example, is because you know, having a context and then an unexpected or unforeseen or unrelated um, element entering that, that's the source of both philosophy and uh, and entertainment. And then also, you know, life is like that as well, because it's just life is one giant series of unforeseen things happening. Um, and then, yeah, uh, and humor as well. And as I mentioned, you know, that, that element of the the, the the basic conditions of life and then boom like the big bang something unforeseen happening it catches it captures the attention it captures creativity it's really really uh and and yeah it, it um it, it prompts what all great comedy and philosophy and entertainment and art and any kind of creativity does it uh, prompts that kind of engagement and, and that enduring kind of timelessness so um that's what i think when i look at these themes and all of these are eternal timeless themes life death flesh spirit you know um so that that really works for me so but in terms of the the, the domains of the powers again i'm not going to outright uh you know to, you know dismiss that because there has been some speculation about uh the structure of the game being about uh, you know visiting different realms and seeing these different uh beings uh you know in there and and not slaying them like shadow of the Colossus, like uh, cough cough like certain people believed based on certain like just completely bogus things which were supposedly like yeah, I mean, I'm not even going to go deep into that, but it's just like, yeah, it just nothing's really lining up from any of that stuff from the past. But um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't be averse to that. And, you know, that's that's fine. Like uh, it, it gives the narrative structure and it would certainly, um, you know, allow uh, Kojima to, you know, just have that as a bit of a familiar skeleton to his story where, you know, a lot of his stories are about, you know, see, like working your way up to, you know, encountering a being in their own particular environment, you know, with Vulcan Raven in the snow and uh, Vamp in the distillery, whatever that was, you know, with the, the water that was lighter than air and all that and um, Fat Man on the Roof, you know, but yeah, having that extended to entire realms would um, would be an interesting way of upping the stakes, upping the scale and the scope and, uh, Overall, I think that would be really, really worth uh, worthwhile and an, in an interesting narrative, aesthetic, and uh, gameplay prospect. So, had to say that. Thank you, John DeBone, for that. So, too awesome. Right. So then we have Mr. Nav, whose uh, cake day it is today. So congratulations and happy cake day, which is on Reddit. If you're unfamiliar, cake day is the day that you joined Reddit. And uh, for that whole day, a little piece of cake appears next to your username. So lots of fun there. So 23, let's put you there, Nav. And yeah, so my, uh, Kojima has been speaking with Mark Cerny and uh, posted a picture of him 
at dinner uh, on Twitter and, um, you know, they could just be meeting as friends. Uh, but that's no fun just to sort of end it there, even though it's always lovely for friends to meet each other. He adds the, uh, as I've come to call them, the, the five uh, Death Stranding <laughs> emoji when, when, when written in this particular order. So that would be the thumbs up, the crab, the rainbow, uh, the uh, whale and the fish emojis in sequence. I predict that there will be a shirt at some point that I'll, either someone will release it'll probably be an, un, an unofficial one it'll be a red bubble shirt and it'll be those five emojis uh with just the word death stranding underneath there you go i've given you an idea out there my friends um too easy so yeah people having fun you know adding uh that's so funny people just being kind of lame kind of gross and weird with uh, some of the things they're posting uh, you know, with the marks or anything. Yeah, you know, you, Twitter comments, what are you going to do? But um, someone really awesome actually did post uh, some of their art. Uh, and that is, uh, they've, they've made some beautiful art, which I'm actually going to screen capture and post um, on the interactive artistry feed. And if I can give you a shout out on the show, my friend, I will. Uh, there you go. So that is Ram Art. So there's at Clodovicus Lewis, L-O-O-I-S. So well done to you, my friend. That's amazing art, actually. I might, uh, you know, do a bit of tweaking on that to kind of get that all uh, non, you know, it just, with, at the moment, like the photo of this art is taken at an angle and I will just put it through an editor and just stretch that so that it's face on so that I can share that. Yeah, so amazing. Um, but needless to say, uh, yeah, Nav, it's, it's, we're just waiting. <laughs> now we're just waiting i don't think uh yeah it's it's just we really are at the tail end you know we're gonna have so no psx obviously uh it's all in the game game awards now but we know there's gonna be something at the game awards and here you go want a bold prediction here's a bold prediction mark sony on stage with kojima (sighs) a controller each in hand and they're playing death stranding one end of the stage each and they're showing how the online mechanics will work. It'll be amazing. People will lose their shit. It's happening. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> so there you go, Nav. Okay. So cracking on, we have user HayL0715. Any ideas on what possible might be ha- possibly might be happening here story-wise? Perhaps gameplay, or maybe gameplay. So this is a pretty distinctive shot now by now. I, it was uh, came out a couple months ago, and it is of Norman and uh, Mads and Kojima on the performance capture uh, stage. And... Mads is kneeling and uh, Kojima is giving direction to them both and Norman as in Sam is standing next to um, uh, Kojima and presumably receiving some direction so so let's dive into some comments um I mean actually why not just to sort of challenge myself without looking any comments to kind of uh, at first at least I'll dive into them soon but um he's he's kneeling down that's not a pose that I would say anyone would take in terms of resting. I think that's a narrative. Um, uh, there's a narrative purpose to him kneeling that way, um, and it could be, you know, like uh, one of the things in, in sort of media. Uh, and yeah, let's say I won't tie it too much just to like Kojima himself, but like, you know, with anime and 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 certain like superhero um, uh, films and media, etc., games is that you know when the character's kneeling they're like gathering power or recovering or like there's power swirling around them so that could be something potentially there um or that he might be meditating you know in his own kind of uh yeah like in an office or something and um, we we may be introduced to this man before 
he is villainous we could see him you know someone a bit like you know the idea came of you know idris elba from um pacific rim you know he has this sort of meditation chamber in his house uh, or, or in his dwelling in the uh, um the shadow dome in that uh, 2013 film pacific rim and yeah just again sometimes it's fun to just sort of do a bit of riffing uh, whether it goes anywhere or not um on what uh, something might imply like we have literally nothing uh you know narratively to to hint Oh, we do have a blacked out screen, which is interesting. We have a blurred out screen in the distance. Um, and I hadn't noticed, hadn't noticed that before. And uh, yeah, actually, what are, <laughs> a couple of blurred out things. So there's blurred out screens and blurred out art and uh, blurred out script as well. How, do, how had I not noticed that earlier? So that's amazing. So good. But yeah, there you go. So um, yeah, they're, they're in the capture volume there. So there's my little riff, uh, you know, for what it's worth. It could be either him in combat and he's sort of kneeling after having been beaten down by Sam or Sam might be, you know, meeting him in his offices and this is just him meditating. Just a thought, you know? Anyway, so let's jump into some thoughts. So Synthfreak1224 says, I think this is a point where Sam may have kicked Mads' character's ass and he might be having a monologue before he oofs. And uh, Dan Patchy says, I don't want him to die. Unhappy's face. That's cool. <laughs> I don't think... Uh, yeah, we don't know. We seriously don't. But my intuition is that, uh, you know, Mads' character won't won't die super early at least, and um, we don't know when the series, when this, <laughs> when this scene is. Uh, it doesn't feel like an ending scene though. But again, what do we know? We don't know much at the moment. So, Dan Patchy continues. I see Sam is wearing the baby tank, and Kojima is resting his hand on it. That would be a very odd place to rest your hand though when addressing somebody. So I think he is directly talking to Mads about it definitely means it is an object of his attention you know we have from the second trailer that mads's character implicitly is seeking the child uh you know he draws it he draws that fake kind of decoy child near to him implying that he's after a child-sized object and then um the idea that uh you know mads is sorry uh, gilmer is so furtive and fearful and uh, anxious you know worried and concerned like holding that child in, in in you know in his hands and um i think that that's you know and then when mads sort of gestures down the hall for his soldiers to advance it's implied that he's looking for the baby too so so there you go so uh, uh Huda yum says uh, h-o-o-d-a-y-u-m says looks like kojima is only gesturing towards Redus, not touching he isn't he, yeah that's right it looks like just a gesture but there is you're right there is the uh the motion capture kind of object that kind of has the you know the, the what do they call the, the marker points to, to denote that the uh, the child is being held there by his stomach so interesting right so what's up with the papers on the ground edis i just saw the screens yeah and the paper have been blurred purposefully i think they're scripts absolutely so yeah a, a couple of folks just you know wild mass guessing as you would have on the <laughs> the uh um, tv tropes page for um yeah I love TV tropes. Please, if you haven't checked it out, anything, think of any piece of media or, you know, um, yeah, film, TV series, what have you, a game. And uh, there's a TV tropes page about it. And it's a lot of fun because it's crowd crowd constructed. And uh, there's the sections for nightmare fuel, wild mass guessing, um, trivia, heartwarming. It's just amazing. So head over to TV tropes. <laughs> I'm not sponsored by them or Reddit at all. I just love these sites and I visit them very regularly so there you go so thank you so much to you hey l0715 okie dokie 
so at 31 let's put you mr danger underscore bees 31 and i'll just put bees in my timestamp notes right death stranding spooky action at a distance theory i've had the pleasure of reading biocentrism lately as recommended by one of this sub's awesome subscribers, and it delves a bunch into quantum theory, and a particular aspect of it caught my attention in relation to Death Stranding. There's the famous experiment where scientists discovered particles acting like waves when photons were shot through a slit to determine their pathway. Among discovering that a particle will act as a waveform when unobserved, they also discovered that twin particles are linked by state, and when one particle was observed as a particle, the other would conform and show particle status as well. The term chiral implies asymmetry. Imagine if an, un if an observed twin particle did not act as expected, a chiral twin to a particle that we see and know. The chiral world that we cannot observe in Death Stranding is linked as a twin to the existence we see and walk around in as Sam. It appears as if there is a collapse that is happening between the chiral reality and ours, which is slowly eating away at the world we live in. How the first chiral twin comes to be, we may have to wait until release to figure that one out. Early morning theories over coffee. Hope you enjoy. My guy, you've got it, says Huda Yum in the comments, and I have to agree with you, my friend. What I think that the Stranding is really going to be is, um, as what as much as we see, you know, this distressing imagery, you know, this out there imagery supposedly, I think it's all going to boil down to something which I, as I call, it's this pseudo explanation, as I've used before the term in reference to Kojima and his works, is he he can't help himself. It has to be pseudo explained in some way. He can't just outright do the sort of, uh, you know, H.P. Lovecraftian, Junji Ituian. Um, you know, uh, uh, yellow kingian kind of things where you just leave it up into the imagination. Some things here and there, but by and large, I really think that uh, to use, for example, again, our good friends, uh, the Tardigrades, right? And the microscopic world, you know, those creatures, that world is frightening. It's horrible. It's 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 truly like distressing. Whenever you, if you look at uh, photography, um, that close up uh, it's just i would not want to be yeah it, it's it's a <laughs> maybe it's just me hypersensitive or something but you know I, I, just seeing that seeing creatures at that level of, of magnification it's horrifying and yeah yeah you have these things called um if i can remember them uh, so yeah the the tardigrades and then you have holy crap i wish i could remember them but anyway they're the they're the organisms that live in like just normal tap water you know someone uh you, you can look it up as like a zoomed in photo of a single drop of tap water and you just see it's like a zoo of all the different creatures that are just dwelling these microscopic creatures right, creatures right so what that tells me is that um as much as like as wild as these creatures might get and as wild as these image this imagery might get I'm pretty sure that they will have some form of pseudoscientific basis to them. And, you know, this uh, and that that goes perfectly in line with um, this chirality aspect, which we have an entry in the pipeline. I do of interactive artistry, you know, with uh, Death Stranding Weekly, which is the chiral homeworld or the chiral dimension. And I'll be doing a deep dive into that really to look at um, just really a speculative, speculative, speculative deep dive into what we could be seeing is precisely from this theme that um, that OP has raised, which is if 
something did happen where some fundamental aspect of the fabric of our reality was disturbed and disrupted on some un hitherto unknown like you know insert question mark strange atomic level which we just still don't even con haven't conceived of or understood yet and that begins to unravel what is to say that uh, each of us doesn't have some kind of chiral equivalent out there and um if we've been the one, you know, in chemistry, there th there are certain agents that are like neutralized, you know, based on chemical reactions. What if in some chemical reaction, which is the death stranding, again, this is majorly pseudoscientific. I am just spitballing. I have no, ba I have no experience in chemistry or anything. Just associations, free association, and uh, you know, basic understanding of like narrative and. Um, uh, yeah, connecting subject matter that, uh, you know, interlinked because of the same, the fact that like everything is just atoms. You can, you know, as, again, as I mentioned, my, my caveat, which I say is that if you go too incongruous for random, for random sake, you just lose people. But it's, you know, there is, there's a fun, there's fun and uh, rewarding um, and uh, uh, intriguing, uh, you know, activity to be had in, 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 in connecting all sorts of subject matter. So, if I were to guess at what Kojima's thinking is with this idea of, you know, say this death drowning event, like literally like, you know, you know, say we're, we're currently active, like positively activated kind of entities. What if the death drowning like negatively activates us? We cease being able to produce. We cease being able to have children. Um, the chiral side to us, to our dimension, to our reality has awakened and we are the neutered ones. We are the ones who are... Um, neutralized and it is not our time anymore and we are dying and it's the chiral's time you know and, and these these uh, beings that have always just been in our atomic shadow so to speak you know our dark matter shadow that it's it's their time now and and you know and that can again provide a beautiful uh, commentary on um the idea that you know like the planet is older than us and um you know, uh, there's the hubris aspect of as quickly as we came, so will we depart because of the extent to which we're fucking up the planet. And um, yeah, like I, I love tales that kind of do this thing of reminding us of how small we are and how expendable we are in in the big kind of cosmic, uh, you know, from that cosmic point of view. We're not the only species that have ever been on the planet. We we came about. We're one of the youngest species, and the, like entire species have have come and gone, you know. Um, and uh, I don't think we'll be any different. And especially if we continue down this self-destructive path, um, we won't last very long either. So I love. I would love if uh, Kojima uses that to to leverage um, to leverage that that truth that we all sort of maybe not ponder on on a daily basis, but uh, that we certainly. You know that is certain. That is something that we're certainly aware of, and and to lean into that using this, uh, you know, fantastical, exaggerated, hyper real, but still relevant, um, hype. You know, um, you know, surreal imagery, but that still hints towards this dilemma and this, you know, this aspect of our existence that we do think about, and that, you know, is part of what we philosophize about, discuss, and ponder about as just beings living in the big vast infinite universe you know so there you go so, so thank you uh to danger bees for that one there um yeah really really worthwhile thank you for, for raising that one and i will have to dive into biocentrism a bit more as well as uh, quantum theory plenty of time until release i'm sure so we have uh user dan patchy we'll put you at uh, 40 minutes mr dan do 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 do, do. excuse me 
the sniffles seem not to ever leave me, even in these uh, summer months here in Canberra and in Australia. So, Star versus Bridges. The star on the man in the golden mask's shoulder, in the face of the pharaoh, is the same star at the bottom of the Fragile Express logo. Had not noticed that. You are awesome. Uh, and also the Handled with Love font is the same font as Death Stranding's title font. Sacker's Gothic Light. However, they continue, I don't think Fragile Express is the name of a company. It's the name of a service. In the days leading up to the uh, you know, Tokyo Game Show 2018, Star was mentioned alongside Bridges and Fragile Express in an official Twitter post by Koji Pro prom promoting merchandise. So like the CDT, you know, Corpse Disposal Team, unit of Bridges, we probably have Fragile Express of Star. The man in the golden mask probably works for Star in a yet-to-be-revealed or yet-to-be-named division. I am not buying Void out as the name. Eh, that's fine. To each their own. Instead of the company name Star being represented by words, I think the company simply includes the picture of a star like Apple does on their phones. Very interesting. Velkazar uh, comments below with a very perceptive uh, comment. The star on the man in the golden mask shoulder in the face of the pharaoh is the same star as the bottom of Fragile Express logo. So they quote basically OP and say, it seems that you are totally right. I was confused with the star at the beginning, but it's starting to make sense now. Jack Paler says, why aren't you buying Voidout as the name of the division? Dan Patchy says, seems too a bit too on the nose. And I, weirdly, you know, as much as I explored it on one of the previous entries, I have to agree. I don't think they would do something that on the nose. Um, you know, it's just a sentence that was said, you know, Voidout. It's like, you know, um, let's see. Uh, to, to Well, uh, then again, you know, I was going to say, if we were to say, you know, Voidout, natural disaster, tsunami, I was like, would there be a tsunami delivering company? It would be in poor taste, but maybe, you know, I'm not putting it out like hurricane, you know, or hurricane or tornado delivery company. Like that's yeah, terrible marketing because you don't want to name your delivery company after a natural disaster. So interesting. I'm not going to outright erase it, but it's uh, certainly lost a bit of points in terms of credibility in light of OP's theory. So very interesting. And no, you know what? I, I think I will go with that now. That's Dan Pachi. That is my new operating theory on, on um, you know, the relationship between Star and Bridges and, uh, and yeah, Porter and um, Fragile Express. Also, sorry, CDT and Fragile Express. So they could be like subsidiaries or like sub-labels of, of each other. So very, very interesting. So thank you for that, my friend. Um, some wonderful art from, uh, and, you know, Reddit Silver worthy art from the Athenaeum. So Athena, and then you add... EUM. So shout out to you. Let's put you at 42, my friend. Hey, 42, 42nd Death Rounding Weekly. Hey, 42nd entry. Sorry, I'm a bit daggy that way. Um, <laughs> Athena, so I'll put you there in my little um, notes, which I'm, um, hey, uh, if you know wanted to chime in about what you thought uh, of the acknowledgements page, which I'm doing now instead of the, I know all throughout the last entry, I was saying that I would be, you know, commenting on or rather sending individual messages of acknowledgement for the folks that I quote on these entries, but um, I quite like the acknowledgements page and it seems to have done quite well. So as in like being received well and positively from the community. So I'll, I'll happily continue doing that. So thank you so much, user. The Athenaeum. Athenaeum. Radio. So, <laughs> we 
was told to post this here. My sister-in-law and niece from last week in Georgia. So <laughs> it seems as though they ran into our good friend, Mr. Sam Porter Bridges. So that is Kid Judas. <laughs> a very, a very interesting username, my friend. So 4330, Kid Judas. And uh, let's see what some of these lovely comments say. Oh boy. Actually, let's well, first of all, Athenium, let's see a few comments there. Hi all. You may remember about a month ago I posted some snapshots of the Sentinel Ludens figure. Here's the first piece I made using it. Enjoy. I also made another wallpaper with my from my phone, so hope you like it, inspired by the Lindsay Wagner key art. So dudes and dudettes and folks listening who are submitting this art, cheers to you. I really, really appreciate you guys. And gals, everyone con contributing to the community with your art. I really, really appreciate it. So, so back to the one here of him posing here. It's lovely. They, they, it's just literally running into uh, Norman Reedus when shopping. Seems like a super chilled out guy. You know, introverts, certainly, compared to, you know, uh, a few other sort of, as the term goes, movie stars out there. But, um, yeah, he seems like a mellow, very, very grounded, cool guy. So, uh, first comment here, 122 upvotes. Uh, John Abdullah says, laughed my ass off. They made the guy from Death Stranding into a real thing. Ha! Funny buns. Funny, funny buns. Lovely. Okay, so some cool art by Kohei Hirose. Okay, so this shows, uh, you know, the Porter uh, vehicle without, you know, without having been upturned. It's kind of a bit, little bittersweet considering everything that goes down later, you know, with uh, the events of the third trailer. But it's beautiful. It just shows literally maybe what happened the morning earlier. Uh, all three members of the CDT team uh, alive and well. And, uh, well, way to make me tear up. <laughs> that's a bit sad but you know, not really cheering up but um it's all good so shout out to um patrick claude and kyle card for portraying uh you know respectively as we've termed them to be um uh you know bob for you know patrick claude bobbing bobbing apple character being dragged up by the you know the uh, handhead titan and pete uh the driver uh kyle card uh for yeah crashing crashing the vehicle bad bad move pete bad move but again it may not have been his fault i don't think it was either <laughs> there you go right so user blah rocket oh i figured i'd mention here not allowed to say anything of what we discussed and he's not confirmed seriously and he knew about the premise of me speaking with him but i have had a conversation with carl card um you can trace it back go into interactive artistry's interview history on the main show i think it's episode 12 um him and me have a nice long conversation in a Tokyo um, uh, bar. Uh, what was it? It was a, yeah, it was a karaoke bar. I just met met up with him. There's a few photos there as well. Um, so yeah, we even filmed a little segment there. Carl Card and me. So if you haven't checked out that interview, again, nothing confirmed. Him and me just speaking on the main show, not even on Death Stranding. He hasn't been confirmed, but uh, <laughs> you know you can't deny uh, the scan and the 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 resemblance. So but anyway, have fun with that one there, folks. Awesome. So Dan Patchy, oh my God, Dan and uh, a few other folks are really, really ramping up their uh, their um, contributions to the sub. So thank you there. But I almost skipped user Blah Rocket. So B L A H R O C K I T. Demo plus release date announcement in December. Hmm. Always love, as you probably are familiar, folks, with uh, my um, yes, yeah, just speculative going there mind riffing maybe you can call it as another word for it but uh, mind's eye cinema i'm a big fan and i just love to sort of build build potential pictures for anyone tuning in i certainly like it when folks do this on shows that i listen to just to kind of take you on a little mind's eye journey of what might be and 
yeah, there's no harm in that. Just stretching the imagination and imagining what could be. So, pure speculation, they say. But what are the chances we get a demo in December with a release date announcement at the Game Awards or at the end of the demo? Stew Incredible says, demo, probably not. Release date is plausible, but I'd expect a release window, something like fall 2019 or something along those lines. And then M41N, a bit more defeated, says, if we ever get a demo, never delete it. <laughs> well, not defeated, actually. Sorry, I didn't read the rest of the comment. That was the vibe that I got when he started it. Uh, but yeah, never delete it, just like in reference to the PT demo there. And uh, so a couple extra comments here. We have Will of the Boss. Happy Cake Day, my friend. I don't think we'll ever get a playable demo. Release date is possible at the Game Awards, but I think we'll get a long-form trailer like Metal Gear Solid 5's 2013 trailer that was half cinematics, half guided demo showing off how the game actually plays. So very interesting. So Blah Rocket, let's see. Let me put. Let me give you an up, an over and under on that. Just you know, to be fair, I'm gonna give you an over under of seventy uh, percent over on <laughs> Albert. Go on, don't temp temper yourself a bit. Sixty-three percent over on the release date. <sighs> let's let's dare to dream, folks. Let's do it on the release date. But as for the demo, I'm gonna put you under a twenty percent for that one, my friends. Sorry about that. I really, I re you know what? I want to be wrong. Please let me be wrong about that. So, but um, blah, rocket. Thank you for your contributions to the sub one day ago. Amazing. So let's crack on. So user Dan Patchy, one day, here we go, one day ago, Sam can carry an extraordinary amount of weight. Okay, so let's put you at 49 there, Dan. This must be your second or third contribution to this entry, goodness, or to this week in particular for Death Stranding. So let's put you there, Dan. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. Sam can carry an extraordinary amount of weight, so the metal plate attached to his upper arm says it can support a maximum of up to 200 LBS, which is 90 kilograms. And that's just his upper arm alone. So despite the fact that Sam may not be a soldier or a combat veteran, it's safe to assume he will actually be capable of superhuman feats of strength when wearing his exosuit, probably dealing incredible amounts of melee damage, if that's a thing, that's me editorializing on the side, no combat has been mentioned at all, and uh, in, in sort of certainly, uh, you know, in-person CQC kind of thing, that hasn't been mentioned, and guns haven't even really been widely discussed, apart from, you know, briefly being mentioned by Kojima saying there will be sticks, not even directly referencing guns, uh, and then that small glimpse we saw of the weapon in the trailer 4. So, we shall see. We shall see. So John Nick Reddit comments with uh, an old uh, thread that says how he keeps heavy loads in balance. So no, likely he's not superhuman. Kojima also said that the normal is a regular blue. He's a normal regular blue collar worker. So, so yeah, <laughs> this is great. Relim underscore died underscored in the end says so. You're saying the man carries a lot of weight on his shoulders, and then Dan Pachi says you could almost say he carries the stranded remnants of the future. <laughs> The Dagonist is real. So again, referring to the uh, PlayStation site's official description of Death Stranding as uh, that's a central part of the plot. That uh, Sam's going to be carrying literally the uh, stranded rem remnants of the future on his shoulders. Literally, figuratively, but there you go. <laughs> so the Goblin Dash King, uh, hyphen King, says, Yeah, I'm assuming the gear he has on allows him to carry a shit ton of weight. It would make sense that in this world that technology would be developed since couriers are basically a necessity with how much the world has gone to shit. Radio, so that's very true. And uh, Cyber Gomex says very rightly, 
Plus, what is a sci-fi game without an exosuit? True, very true. Sad Baguette says, well, you never wonder about how much Snake, Raiden, and sorry, Raiden and Big Boss can carry without any bags. Knowingly, knowing text emoji face that he does with the brackets and everything there. So Dan Patchy replies, I think uh, I keep thinking back to the scene in Metal Gear Solid 3 when the boss walks around the bridge carrying several hundred pounds of missiles in each arm and that she used a light machine gun on one hand. It's insane. So Snake and Raiden are hardly human, so their superhuman feats don't count. Big Boss Venom uh, was a tough but old bastard who could use Quiet's own strength against her. Also, pretty insane. So there's a bit of uh, speculation about, uh, you know, what these characters will be able to do, you know, physically. I think that uh, just owing to, you know, hiring real-world folks, scanning real-world people, the idea that um, very much in many ways, aesthetically at least, dynamically, mechanically we see, uh, and in terms of the environment, the aesthetics, things are looking much more realistic compared to Metal Gear for Death Stranding. So I'm going to put that as a a little bit less likely that they're able to just naturally carry you know more weight just for sort of plot reasons so now hold up so anyway thank you dan patchy for your second awesome post there interesting though it is to ponder about what we'll be able to do maybe with uh you know upgrades down the line so um to our physiology to be able to do these things so thank you dan for that one so let's crack on to evil art 13 i know i know i recognize your name i've certainly read uh, posts by you in uh, earlier entries Evil art, and this is a wonderful, wonderful work here. It's just a, a particular frame uh, from, uh, I believe it's trailer two with uh, Guillermo del Toro, and it is the infant, and it's 73 upvotes. Beautiful, beautiful art. I'll find some way of cropping it and uh, rotating that. I can feature that, so I can feature it on the Instagram. Interactive Art History is Instagram there. Love it. Incredibly talented. So then again, if you're following along, you know exactly who I'm talking about, and uh, they're just these peerless artists who work uh, on these um, incredible posts here, so thank you, thank you my friend, so cracking on to another theory, one of the one of the penultimate ones, we've got three more theories, and then we're going to tie things off for this entry folks, so thank you to uh, Evil Art for that one there, and uh, let's go on to my friend the Austin James, so the underscore Austin underscore James, theory is Lindsay Wagner's character, she is Sam's mother, the president of the U.S. United States before the cataclysm! Exclamation point. He must be related to her to be carrying around a photo with her and another woman. I'm assuming his wife at the time. After the cataclysm, most of the population was wiped out. The United Cities were left, and the very few people left are are left to re-establish the world. Our surnames actually do come uh, from a secular origin. Many times those names were changed after families emigrated to the United States, i.e. Baker, Smith. I think the population is so scarce that using previous surnames is not useful, as there aren't enough people to need to distinguish families anymore. By using your position and organization as part of your name simplifies things and helps reorganize the population. So this is a fucking amazing theory. I love that. Because again, folks, you know, we have names like Baker, you know, uh, Swimmer, all these things, or whatever. Um carpenter all this stuff it's literally because those were roles and when there were less surnames around we we use these as surnames so love that parallel being drawn between you know the world having to begin again and yeah nomenclature following suit just as it did back in our history so there you go so how Lindsay's character became young is over my head at this point 
There is either time travel in this game or cloning with the ability to age rapidly, time fall, or other man-made means. See you on Death Stranding Weekly, you filthy chirals. <laughs> How did you know you'd be on Death Stranding Weekly? Look at you, uh, but no, needless to say, Austin James, you do tremendous work and um, really worthwhile points, so while it's not always a given you'll be on the show, it's uh, frankly, you know, almost a given because, in some ways because, like, you really do put out wonderful stuff, so no preferential treatment given here whatsoever, it's just whoever is posting and does wonderful work, but that is certainly the description that you fit, my friend, so thank you. Radio, so Frankie, teardrops with two S's at the end, says... Do you think they have some way to control the timefall power? Aging a clone, like you said. That would be pretty damn trippy. Is there any symbolism associated with the upside-down rainbow? I know people have speculated about the goddesses and all that. However, she, wh whomever she is, it seems, she's really, she is extremely important. Burnt scratched out woman is Emily O'Brien or Stephanie Houston, maybe Leia herself. Dua, Duo Pare says, this says it all. I hope that bullshit about the game being PT just ends. Redis's character can never be the main character from that game. Cool, upvoted for that, because that's true. And saved. Really interesting, interesting uh, thought. And uh, theory I might revisit later. But yeah, in terms of Lindsay, very much one of the main enigmas. If I were to, again, indulge me for a bit of Mind's Eye Cinema, close your eyes, folks. Um, she's the operations director uh, of Bridges. That's my thought. Um, appearing in uh, Sam's sort of scattered consciousness where he was part of an experiment to send himself through time to potentially heal the fractured world and influence, uh, you know, um, the past, the way that, you know, John Connor was sent maybe, but it was just scattered versions of himself, uh, nothing controlled like it was in the uh, Terminator series, you know, and we have that shot of uh, Sam rising, you know, up and that kind of paralleled that shot from the first Terminator, so would not put that past and if in that case that would be maybe Lindsay having a uh, Sarah Connor-ish uh, role of you know leading the resistance <laughs> potentially potentially and uh, that that would be you know Lindsay maybe having uh, sacrificed herself as a test subject um, for this plan to send versions of yourself through reality to be able to somehow send you know again throw maybe even this sense of people being expendable just experimenting upon experimenting upon experimenting and trying to send people back in time to avert the death stranding because uh you know maybe a, a society like bridges you know trying their best to build the world back they by now maybe realize that the chirals are taking over and that there is no hope outside of going back in time or or changing things on a, like a dimensional level so there's my speculation on who Lindsay might be, that's just from the top of my dome there, so there you go. Yeah, so I want to actually, I might feel that actually um, to you folks uh, about that. Um, what do you guys think, you know, about uh, Lindsay Wagner's, Wagner's character? That'll be, that'll be my main, um, my main speculation for you folks. I really want to hear that, so um, if you could do that, please do. You know what I'm going to do, just to... Just to hit, hit home the idea of uh, right from the top of my door. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I had to do that, and I hope the recording comes out okay because I had the uh, the volume all the way down. Sorry about that if it uh, interfered. I'm just exp having a bit of fun with the new setup. So thank you uh, to the Austin James for that one there. Just as we cross the hour, um, yeah. So let's put you at uh, 55 for that one. 55 Austin. 
lovely as we tail off just after the hour let's uh, get two more lovely theories in here so pajamas uh, pajama sapan uh, says random thoughts what if sam is bridges as in he's the creator would make some sense to the picture in the oval office as well as the dialogue about the past in the picture sam looks ill as well blackened eyes etc the description from sony embark on a journey to reunite the world one step at a time what is time and death stranding Am I overthinking this, or could it be interpreted (laughs) interpreted another way? Also, one thing I noticed was how Sam's and the Man in the Golden Mask's incubator incubator arms have very different moves. Sam looks like a butterfly flapping its wings, while the Man in the Golden Mask's looked like a spider weaving its web. Hmm, interesting. You know, we have the imagery of the spider logo from Bridges, and, you know, I mean, even though, you know, we see Sam wearing the Bridges garb, uh, to see that spider-like behavior uh, on, uh, you know, the character of the man in the golden mask could imply. And I'm, <laughs> I would love, for example, again, Mind's Eye Cinema, join me, folks. You know, we're, we're, we're Sam, we're in the offices of Bridges, we're walking, it's third person, and uh, yeah, we come across literally person for person, scan for scan, eyelash for eyelash, Troy Baker. How amazing would that be? And uh, an interesting kind of foreknowledge-filled presaging of us uh, running into him later as the uh, Man in the Golden Mask. And some people have speculated that he's this duplicitous character, but uh, how great would that be to see a fully scanned, actually, as Troy Baker, recognizable as the actor Troy Baker in the game? That would be amazing. So so that's awesome. So the Nick2 in the comments says, I think Lindsay Wagner's character is the president as Sam is her son. Don't know why, just the feeling... Just uh, feeling that way. Then you have Do You Eat Cats, which is a very distressing username. <laughs> Says, I would think uh, wife. Judging from the Oval Office picture, and Le- and Seydoux could possibly be the daughter. In the trailer, Lindsay is pretty young. Also in one of the posters, she is also transparent. If you look closely, suggesting that she may be a hallucination or a memory. Um, the weird rainbow also adds to this idea. So, Pyjama Sapan says, yes, I can see that as well. So I'll say something here without getting too weird. So Carol from The Walking Dead, a bit older than Norman Reedus, but if on any level, on some unconscious level, Kojima saw Sam, uh, you know, doing well in a in a work of, you know, media, entertainment, art, you know, the TV series, The Walking Dead, seeing him doing well opposite like an older woman, uh, just like in terms of acting wise, pathos wise, relationship wise, very interesting to see if uh, we do see that that is there yeah, that Lindsay could be Sam's dead wife, and that we see her later future different you know maybe because I have the suspicion, the suspicion that we're going to see Lindsay as Lindsay you know scanned to her age now in the game in some form as well, and that uh, that could be Sam encountering uh, you know. A bit like how in Interstellar, you know, um, uh, Matthew McConaughey's character encounters his his daughter at you know a very very advanced age, and there could be some pathos and you know some emotional heartstrings being pulled there of like wow am I why you know just if I would have you know immediately imagine now it'd be it would be heartbreaking like to just wake up and see Ray you know turn seventy you know it would be and if I was like you know uh, Norman Reedus is fifty but. Uh, to see like my wife or you know not married to Ray you know down the line the plan but uh yeah to see my partner just like accelerated age it would be very distressing I wonder if like Kojima might play on that a bit and just have that you know be like an emotional and and maybe scary and you know very intense scene certainly who knows 
So there you go. Um, a few more comments here. Says Duopare says, I hope it's an entirely an online game because of the people working together from across the world. I love that. Upvoting that for the thought. Um, Dan Patchy says, I don't think Sam is ill in the Oval Office picture. I think he's older, like Lindsay Wagner is. So then the uh, last comment I'll read from this one is Pajama Sapan says, Yeah, after looking at the picture, it does look like that, but he looks older in the photo than in the game. So Dan Patchy says, That's the point. They're both older in that photo. Pajama Sapan says, So a picture from the future. I like that. <laughs> very, very intriguing. So last entry for this anniversary edition of Death Stranding Weekly is from user Do You Eat Cats? <laughs> the Seamount. I don't know if this has been... Actually, before I do that, because I like to do things, my friend Pajama Sapan, you are awesome. I am going to give you one hour exactly, Pajama, for yourself. And for the Seamount, let's put you at 103. Too easy, Seamount. And yeah, cats. <laughs> Too easy. Thank you so much, Pajama Sapan, for your random thoughts, which weren't that random. I really like them, and they launched off a pretty interesting discussion. So thank you for that. Don't talk yourselves down, folks. You do amazing, amazing work, and I'm seriously privileged, and I really do cherish, and um, yeah, um, really appreciate uh, folks who write into that beautiful community over at reddit.com forward slash r forward slash death stranding, and yeah, tied into this, this show, which I'm, yeah, honored to to have done for a year and to his to many many more years of the show and death stranding leading up to and following the release for sure so the seamount i don't know if it this uh, start again <laughs> i don't know if this has been discussed already but i noticed that both norman and sedu's characters have a device called a seamount attached near the hip any idea what this is it seems to be connected umbilically which leads me to believe that it has something to do with caesarean sections. A caesarean mount, possibly? Perhaps since women have wombs, they don't need the baby tank like every other man in the trailer we've seen. Every man except Norman. We saw Norman with a stomach scar in an earlier trailer which suggests that he has been pregnant. Kojima has mentioned playing around with a story in which men underwent experiments which allowed them to bear children. Perhaps this is related. What if the sea mount is a sort of device which allows you to replace the baby tank with a baby inside of your body? This might explain why there was a baby inside Norman's mouth in that one trailer. One thing that doesn't make sense, though, is that if they did have a baby inside them, it would be visible from the outside. Hmm, not if you're a dimension-hopping baby, as I suspect. That's my little mini-edit there. Anyway, they conclude with, I also haven't checked to see if other characters have a sea mount. This is just something I noticed from looking at the posters. Thoughts? Phantom Nugget says, A C-mount is a type of lens mount commonly found on 16mm movie cameras. Closed circuit television cameras, machine vision cameras, and microscope, microscope photo tubes. C-mount lenses provide a male thread, which mates with a female thread on the camera. Jesus fucking Christ, I love this. <laughs> the granularity of the references and symbolism is real. I love that. That reminds me, actually, of uh, if you folks haven't noticed. I hope I'm not dropping anything major on you all, but... Uh, from Jurassic Park when uh, they're landing the helicopter and Dr. Alan Grant is struggling to put his seatbelt on. Um, there's a theme there of, you know, him not having the male side of his seatbelt. He makes do. He finds a way, which is what life does later. And the two female sides of the seatbelts, guess what he does? He ties them together, which 
for, for you know, uh, is a prelude, and foreshadows the, the themes of the of that film, which is that literally even an island full of female uh, dinosaurs will breed, you know? So I love the idea of, you know, any kind of tiny little uh, allusions to what we might encounter later in the narrative uh, from, you know, something as uh, banal as a little bit of writing on a piece of equipment, you know, referring to, yeah, lens, the lens provides a male thread which mates with a female thread on the camera. Love it. Love it so much. Fantastic. So the Austin James says, that's too much, Kojima. Turn it brown down, bro. C-mount, meaning chiral mount from Kazopel. Love you guys upvoting away. And uh, Austin James says, I never thought about that. Lol, why Sam doesn't look nine months pregnant when the baby's in his stomach? Because the baby in him only exists in an alternate dimension. You and I are thinking on the same line, my friend. Audio Rocksteady. <laughs> uh, and then Velkazar says, for, for me, the theory that babies exist in the upside-down world and being summoned like into capsules form when you attach uh, attach to them is most likely. So I love that. So mi little mini will biases, you know. So there you go. Um. So two audio rock steady because we had that same kindred thought. Just featured you on Death Stranding Weekly number forty two. Too easy, folks. Well, <laughs> there you have it. Another Death Stranding Weekly. Another week and a bit. Sorry about the delay. As I mentioned, wanted to get a few things. Um, you know, I uh, wanted to try a few things on this uh, new entry, you know. Um, but thank you for, for joining on this. I really enjoyed this one, actually. A bit of a tighter one. Again, I want to kind of keep to the hours to respect you guys' time. We'll dive into longer ones, um, I'm sure, down the line as we get more information. But in the meantime, on the new side, things are a little bit slow, you know. Um, and we're just waiting for a little bit of information, uh, you know, from Camp Keeley, you know, Geoff Keeley there um and uh yeah from kojima himself and kojima production certainly and here's my little mini plead just out into the airwaves and to the universe to the cosmos for a again no expectations don't have any entitlement or like no no real need for it either but i would love personally i would love for a hideo tube the the seventh hideo tube um to uh to yeah to debut in paris that would be amazing i really hope that comes true and we shall see we shall see a little mini hidden trip to Paris, maybe. But again, that's what's wonderful about these little, yeah, jaunts that we do on this uh, medium here with Death Stranding Weekly, speculating about what might be. So, um, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun, this one. I really, really enjoyed it. And um, taking down all of your timestamps, we're going to be editing this one up, putting it out there pretty quickly. Because, uh, yeah, I just, yeah, I want to get this one out to you folks. But um, hey, one year, huh? How about that? I really enjoyed it. It's it's been a, a little bit up and down there with behind the scenes stuff happening, uh, but uh, you know we're just we're closing on on the one k subscribers, and it's a pretty surreal feeling. It's wonderful to see that this uh, notion that I had of a a place um, for just a, a different vibe of an energy towards the discussion of this medium, that just something I just you know not disparaging the other outlets that I had come across out there but that I simply hadn't found something that really fit me the way that I wanted it to which is just something really like as you I'm sure you sampled from this particular entry but also with all of interactive artistry and you can see it on the patreon there I basically say that there is a middle ground between like overtly super dryly exhaustively you know uh, over granular academic very very dry and then you know the other side of that is just the shout casting so uh, my 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 vision of something being in the middle where it's just yeah a little a little bit more introvert friendly and and wider ranging that uh, yeah just refers to it more 
essentially as an art form. Not forgetting the game aspect, but just more often than not, maybe upwards of 80%. It really is for me an art form. And uh, goodness me, a, a completely incomparable medium that it is right now. And always it's, it's evolving in this way. It's, it's, it's really the, I believe, the, the ultimate destiny on this platform to echo life the closest, to, to honor life the closest, and to, to I, I believe, enrich life in, in, in the most all-encompassing way. Really, honestly, just from that simple fact that they, unlike any other connection that is shared between life and any other medium, you know, the others are passive games are literally from their definition active and participatory and interactive there you go so there's the right the interactive artistry where that comes from so i could not be more excited folks for the future of the medium for this outlet to continue growing with your support and with everyone participating it's, it's incredibly humbling and i'm truly honored uh, that uh, folks have chimed in over the year that it's been to say to give their approval of the show to show their love and honestly it's yeah it's anyway i won't hop on too much needless to say i i recognize and, and feel um in my heart everything that you've said and, and written in about and i would love to hear from even more folks um who have connected with the show and oh, honestly right i'm gonna i'm just about to dive into it with sending in contact uh forms and voicemails and such i want to get you guys into the show for sure guys gals everyone so there you go radio so folks if you enjoyed this or anything uh i mean i have to start ocd there you go and that wraps things up for this entry there you go if you enjoyed this or anything from interactive artistry feel free to like share subscribe hit the notification bell icon on youtube here to be notified as soon as a new entry releases and head over to patreon.com forward slash interactive artistry to become one of the Patreon saints, as I like to call them, who make interactive artistry possible. And if you'd like to get in touch or submit an email or voicemail, it's contact at interactive-artistry.com or interactive-artistry.com forward slash contact. And also, if you wanted to, leave an iTunes review. That would be wonderful, absolutely. And before I let you go um i would not be able to go past this entry uh if i didn't as i want to start doing literally from now on and i and i i'm not gonna <laughs> i don't care how long it takes me on my little you know on my notepad here which always acts up when i try and um <laughs> when i try and get everything together but um i need to address each of the folks who contribute to this uh, community so i'm just gonna go do a little mini spiel um to each of the folks here and i know a lot of you by memory and i'm going to start with the ones by memory but for the folks that don't that i don't know <laughs> i'm going to jump into that now so to you philip dragonsmana who have supported us sort of supported me here with interactive artistry for goodness me over five six seven months something like that yeah speechlessness doesn't even cover it um you're helping my dream come true you are um uh just one of the most worthwhile amazing human beings on the planet because on on some level something something was communicated between myself and you where you understood that this wasn't just some thing where i'm just going to coast on folks just tuning in and sending in like these you know this this patronage that that's just not in my dna to do that i goodness me like it's it's just so humbling to to know that someone has uh has 
committed themselves so so wonderfully and as, as you folks may not know he's con you know philip has contributed to one of the high, one of the higher tiers for us which is the uh, prime producer tier which does entitle him to jump onto the show you know at some point which i've invited you to do and i, I need you to do that my friend i need you to jump on <laughs> i miss you man you know you were on the uh the uh monster hunter one so i, I, I gotta get you on the show for sure so that's you mr philip campana number one executive producer right we got Michael, Michael Nadez, associate producer. That's the $8 tier. So Philip was the 15. This is $8, Mr. Michael Nadez. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for for, for, for just, goodness. I, You know, I, I put it at the end of every show. I always make sure to, and I put it in every description, making my dream come true, um, slowly but surely helping grow this, this, uh, this outlet. Uh, into something into the fullest version of itself that it can be which i really i've taken out all the stops i want an i want a brick and mortar interactive artistry outlet of some kind that combines a museum and a place where you can pick up the premium package games like a you know david jones if you're here in australia you know that that there's no real kind of david jones of video games and i want to do that i want to have a museum i want to do all these things and that it's like screw conservative mindedness you want to start and dream big because why not literally why not in this world so build up into a studio and everything. I want to have all of you folks, if you pledge for that long, absolutely. And then even if you stop pledging at some point, I will not forget the folks who have chimed in this early to support me this early. There's so many, so, so many folks that I just like, I would just contact them. However many years down the line, I get, you know, brick and mortar, interactive artistry, interactive artistry studios up and running. I am calling you. I will find some way of tracking you guys down and getting you on that show. To, to give you all thanks for these extremely crucial early months, uh, early years of, a, of an endeavor. You know, this started uh, in some incarnation uh, as Tweety Gamer back in 2014. Earnestly, it started with Death Stranding Weekly. That's why it has that special distinction of being a weekly show. While all others are simply interactive artistry's coverage of. This has a show. It is the show, right? The main show is obviously interactive artistry, <laughs> the eponymous show. But... Death Stranding Weekly connected, um, and it, it helped create Interactive Artistry into what it is now. So it is one of our shows, one of our many shows, but it is a very, very important show. And as I've mentioned endlessly, as well as it being significant to the history of Interactive Artistry, what Kojima is doing right now really does embody what I truly believe is just on the very forefront of um, taking this medium into its next evolutionary stage. So had to had to say that and flow as all of this is just coming to me so andrew another associate producer eight dollars you and all of yours my friend immensely worthwhile human beings thank you so much and good health to you and 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 thank you just <laughs> immeasurable thanks for that for that support for one year you know what i mean goodness me if, if not the whole year certainly my friend uh close to that year Generous souls here, one dollar tier. Turpal, Stephen Parker, and Eli Bergmas. I thank all of you, all six of you, for uh, for contributing, for for making me feel like that this isn't just something where I'm talking into a void and not connecting with anyone. Thank you so much. I would love for 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 more folks to do what you do, but I have no expectations because I'm I'm just not gonna gate content. I just don't believe in that. People may do the thing of just taking and taking, and that's, you know, as I said, I just, I don't want to gate it. I just want it to just come from sincerity. I don't want people connecting and choosing to pledge to come from a place of, I'll miss out otherwise. I want it to be truly, it's a harder path, but I, I want it to just truly be from that place of like, I, I, 
really resonate with these people. I love what they do and um, I want them to see them thrive. And that's where I want it to come from. I don't want it to come from like that anxiety. It is a technique. It's, you know, kind of funny do it. A lot of outlets do it. I would be better financially off if I did it too. I just, at this stage, at least I just can't bring myself to because, you know, I, I maybe it's the, it's a case of me not wanting to take the easier path, but I just, yeah, I want to put this out there, people who connect with it and who are truly grateful that it exists and see themselves supporting it and <laughs> taking it to that next level and, and who want to be the recipients of these gifts, which I cannot wait to start giving these t-shirts, these pins and everything for interactive artistry in these early years, you know, folks who I'm going to long remember have plaques dedicated to it's these are the early days and anyone who pledges and as well as anyone maybe on the fence right now listening who may be considering it please yeah know that that's going to happen a huge amount of love is going to come your way and really like enduring uh commemoration in really indelible ways into the uh you know into the early years of interactive artistry and, and this is my ride or die lifelong endeavor folks you can hear it in my voice I'm sure you can see it in what I do and how I intern myself and, and uh, everything that I'm building interactive artistry to be. So I had to kind of get into a little bit of that on the the one-year anniversary uh, <laughs> entry, my my friends. And thank you for bearing with that. And uh, if folks have skipped forward or turned the episode off, that's fine. But uh, for anyone still listening to the, you know, into this extra little bit here, immense, literally speechlessness inducing gratitude to you. We're all in this, creating this... Uh, this wonderful community community and this uh, analytical, uh, you know, philosophical, um, yeah, psychologically, yeah, just turning this, this these lenses that we do into this medium that uh, is just very much interactive artistry's own thing, really. And then again, also uplifting other creators like the Justified Network and Share Player One, you know, who, folks who want to look at this medium and, and acknowledge it and celebrate it and showcase it from this point of view of it being more far way way more than just re recreation distraction and competition and um, to all of you folks who resonate with that whether or not you do you, even if you're just stopping by just you have my my great abiding thanks for being who you are and doing what you do so there we go folks tailing things properly off now once again, thank you to everyone who tuned in today, engaged with the show, watching, listening on any of the different podcasts. We are going to be on the, and you know YouTube as well. We are going to be on Spotify soon. Check out, check that out. I've I've, I've added the extra little tick the tick the boxes and filled that form for for our uh, you know for yeah so for the Podbean and everything where our you know where we pushed to, to iTunes and everything. So looking forward to hearing from you folks there chiming in about that there and um in general just to the ongoing continuation of interactive artistry and death stranding weekly for many many years to come so take good care everyone have a wonderful rest of your day and until next time bye for now <laughs>